Hi friends, I'm Isaac, the children's pastor at Trebekah Community Church, and we are so glad you are joining us today to discover what God has to say for us. Each week we'll be streaming our service live from the sanctuary just for you. Come along with us as we discover who God is and what God has to say for us. Luke 1, 46 through 55. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowly state of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Indeed, his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has come to the aid of his child Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. This is the word of the Lord. Sometimes... I'm in a bad mood. That ever happened to you? Just me? No one else? Okay. Oh, okay. It happens to you. Sometimes, I appreciate that, Jeff. I felt alone. I'm going to be honest. I felt very alone, but you have helped me not feel alone. Sometimes I'm in a bad mood. And so I tell S-I-R-I, I didn't want to say her name in case she starts. And I hear dun, dun. And before you know it, this is me trying to read the cookbook while I'm going like this. Doesn't work very well. But my mood changes. I get a little more happy. I get a little more excited because the song has made me that way. Sometimes I can just be driving down the road and a song comes on and I start to sing the song and I can't see where I'm going anymore because I'm crying so much, right? That's the power of a song. It can make me dance. It can make me cry. It can make me think. It can make me wonder. Songs sometimes make us feel all warm and cozy inside. Sometimes they bring us together. If you've ever been to a baseball game, you sing the seventh inning stretch and you find yourself swaying back and forth and you're like, I don't know who these people are. I have my arms around them. Why? You're high-fiving people you don't know at the end of the song. Songs are powerful. They shape the way we think and sometimes even the things that we do with our lives. Take a second, turn to the person next to you and share one of your favorite songs. It doesn't have to be your top one, but share your favorite song with somebody, a favorite song with somebody next to you. Why is that your favorite song? All right, you can come back together. One of my favorite songs is this song, Only You by Yellow Card. 
Who knows? Yeah. Oh, I, did I hear an amen? Did I get an amen off that one? I think I did. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Only You by Yellow Card. During our senior year of college, Julie and I, our apartments were right next to each other. So we actually shared a wall of our apartments. And we were not dating at the time. I wanted us to be dating at the time. But you can imagine me singing this song at the top of my lungs along with Yellow Card. Maybe I had my hand on the wall. Maybe. Here I go scream my lungs out as I try to get to you. You are my only, my only one. That's true. Mostly, mostly. This song expressed my overwhelming feelings. It expressed my current condition, my situation. There was a wall, metaphorically and literally speaking. There was a wall between us and my future hope. Spoiler alert. It expressed how I felt in that moment more than any other words could. Just think about this question here. What song describes your life, the way you feel about your life right now? What is that song? Maybe it's something like Life is a Highway, right? Some of you, Victory in Jesus. Some of you went straight to shake it off. I know you did. It's true. Oops, I did it again. Staying Alive. Thriller. Perhaps you're in a difficult place in your life and you'd say these words, hello darkness, my old friend, or everybody hurts. Or maybe you're in that place where you say, Jesus, take the wheel. Songs, they they can express what we cannot express. They describe where we're at in our lives. Maybe you thought of the song you thought of because of past disappointments or future hopes or, or past successes in your life. Maybe it's because of the broken things in your life and maybe it's because of the good things in your life. Songs express how we feel and sometimes how we think. They express where we are in our current situations. And Mary's song that we just heard read for us does this. She tells us right at the beginning how she is feeling. If I were Mary, I would have used words like stoked, excited, elated, right? She's fired up. She's bouncing up and down. She's like, hand me the mic. I got some truth to speak to some power here. Let me have a moment. And then she tells us why in verse 48. She starts unpacking her feelings. Why? She says, for, because, this is why I feel this way, because I've seen something, because Mary has experienced something. Mary feels this way because of her past experiences. She's been told about the promises of God that will come and save his people. So she's heard that. She's experiencing that right now inside of her, and she hopes that God will deliver God's people. So Mary's tying all these things together, and it's creating this overwhelming feeling in this song. But it's not just a feeling for Mary. She's witnessing what is already happening. Now, we're reading this passage in English, which is super helpful for me, because that's my language besides Igpe Atenle. I do a little, little bit of that. But it's in English, but it was actually originally written in Greek. And our Greek scholars, who are way smarter than me, they tell us that we see something crazy. Some of what Mary is saying is in the past tense. So remember, the past tense means it's already happened. 
So she's talking as if things have already happened about things that will happen in the future. It's because Mary understands that God will do this and that God has already started. By choosing Mary to be the mother of the Son of God, God has already started flipping the way that we see humans. She wasn't this rich, powerful, everyone-likes-Mary kind of person. And yet, God chose Mary. God chose for God's redeeming to happen through her, and it started already. Mary's song, it's not this typical, like, sweet, cuddly nursery rhyme, right? It, it may not make us feel ushy and gushy and lovey and dovey. If you don't know those words, those are Greek. Sorry about that. <coughs> it's not this beautiful, peaceful song that you might rock your baby to sleep with, right? Dan, Dr. Dan Boone says, this is a song of radical revolution that challenges the power structures of the day. That was a lot, Brother Dan. Let's read that one again. It's really good. This is a song of radical revolution that challenges the power structures of the day. I'm not an expert in revolutions, but if we just quickly understand that it's going against the norms, right? That's what a revolution does. It's this group of people who are like, hey, we're not okay with the way things are. We want them to be different, and we're going to do whatever it takes. We're going to go against the current leaders. We're going to do things that we wouldn't normally do, and we're going in this direction. It's a movement that says we're not okay with the way things have been. And so it's not a sweet, cuddly song. When I picture someone singing a song about a revolution that is challenging the people in authority and the people in power, I picture more of the, the rock songs, you know, like a song where the drummer's just going bananas on the drums, right? The guitar riff is something that Led Zeppelin definitely wrote, right? The keyboard player has kicked back the stool and they're just mashing on the keys, right? Probably the lead singer is going to take the microphone and throw it through a speaker at the end, Right? I'm being goofy, but you get what I do. You see the picture that I have in my mind? I think about songs that inspire us, th- songs that we can't sit still when we hear. I think about songs that they play in arenas when it's time to get pumped up before the game. We had the privilege, uh, we were given tickets uh, to go to a, a Nashville Predators game yesterday, the hockey team, and I'm sitting there before the game starts, and they're playing their pump-up music, and I'm like, holy cow, I could play hockey right now. I can't even skate, but just give me a stick, I'll hit somebody, right? These songs that just inspire us to go do the thing. Mary's song says, y'all, it's about to go down but not maybe in the way that we feel like it should or the way that we can imagine. You see, Mary's song echoes what Luke is about to do in the rest of the gospel. Luke's about to teach us that God is concerned for the hungry, for the disadvantaged, for those seen as less than others. God's revolution will make things right. It says that God will lift up the lowly. God will start a revolution, and people of that revolution will follow Jesus, the one in her womb. The people of this revolution will live different lives. And T. Wright says that Mary's song is a celebration of God. God has taken the initiative. He has started, right? God the Lord, the Savior, the powerful one. God is the ultimate reason that Mary is celebrating. 
It's a celebration song that says, it is finally here. It happened. They've been waiting so, so long. They've endured so much brokenness, so much hardship, so much evil they've experienced. And now it is finally here. There's been so much injustice. And now it is finally here. I want you to turn to your person next to you. What would you do if you'd been waiting for good news for a really, really long time and then you finally heard that news? What would you do? Turn to the person next to you and tell them. You've heard good news. What would you do? Oh, yeah. Pastor Tim's going to kick the stool back. Shatika's coming up right now. She's going to show us what she would do. You don't want to? It's okay if you don't want to. Shatika's going to come up and show you what she would do. A couple of you shouted out while Shatika's coming up here. What, what would you do? What you, tell somebody. That's amazing. Hi, friend. Proud of you. All right, you ready? What would you do? You've been waiting for, I don't know, for Christmas for a long time, and somebody's like, it's Christmas, or you've been waiting for good news. What would you do? You would jump up and down? Not sure? All right, all right. Would you go like this? Would you do this? This is old, but it's good. All right. Do you want to do those? Are you good? All right. Thank you, friend, for coming up here. Thank you. You can have a seat. Our friend King did not make it today, but many of you have had the chance to see King uh, dance in the, in the courts uh, he, this summer, during our very best summer, he did uh, some, he sits on his head and he spins, and my head like cracks several times when I hear it. What do you do when you've been waiting for good news forever? What does the good news make you want to do? Mary broke out into a song, a song that was centuries in the making. Growing up, Mary had heard, quoted, and memorized the Psalms and the prophets. She knew well the promises of God's mercy and God's hope, victory over evil, that God would rescue God's people. So many biblical scholars tell us that the words that Mary wrote, they're not original to her. She's, she's pulling things out of, of the, the Old Testament, promises from, from the prophets, things from the Psalms. She's pulling all these things out. Part of Hannah's song way back when, Hannah and Samuel. She's pulling all these things together because these are her past experiences, her current circumstances, her future hope. It's this celebration of what God will do and what God is doing. Just look at her. She's carrying the Son of God. One commentator says that what God did for Mary shows us what God will do for the poor, for the powerless, for the oppressed of the world. Mary's song is a song of revolution, and I think it's a love song. It's a song that proclaims what the love of God will do. Mary has heard what the love of God will do. Now she's experiencing the love of God. Mary announces that the love of God is starting this revolution. It's going to turn the world upside down. The love of God will not allow the rich and the powerful to take control. It will not allow evil to overcome. The love of God will do what it takes to redeem all of creation. It's a love story, everyone. It's a love story. Thanks for the picture of Taylor Swift. Ooh, that's a good one. I haven't actually seen the picture. Pastor Jordan found that one. <laughs> Mary's song is a love story. 
I'm so grateful for the Cruz family. Thank you so much for sharing part of your life story today. What a beautiful example of what the love of God does inside of us, right? When the love of God overcomes us, it calls us and equips us and works in and through us. Rodina, Lawrence, Caleb O'Neill, I'm grateful for you all. I'm grateful for the ways that you lead us in God's revolution. Thank you so much. I want to look at verse 38 for just a second. We didn't read it earlier, so it's up here on the screen for you. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary has already given herself to God. She's given herself to God's revolution. And I believe that it is because of her total surrender to God that her revolution love song begins with, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. It's because she's sold out to God's revolution. It's because God is her Savior. It's because her song are the words of God's message of hope. That's why she's over so, so overjoyed and over, overwhelmed and rejoicing. She is in step with God's ways. And she finds God's good news when she does that. Dear friends, Mary's song is not just for her. It isn't this individualistic, self-focused song. It is very personal to her about what God is doing in her and around her. But it's a song for the people of God pointing us to refocus and reimagine what God is doing in and around us. It's a song that announces to the entire world that no matter who the king or emperor or governor or ruler is, God's revolution brings hope for the brokenhearted. Mary's song calls the people of God to do something. It calls the people of God to not be okay with the way things have gone. It's not okay that people are hungry. It's not okay that people are taken advantage of. It's not okay that there's brokenness. Mary's revolution love song calls us to be a part of God's revolution. And it begins with her surrender. So Mary's song, is that your song? Mary's song are you ready to sing the song of God's revolution? Mary's song is an overflow of her heart, right? It's her current witness. It's the belief that she has in what God will do. It's her proclamation that the love of God is doing something right now, even if she can't actually see it out there. She knows it. Perhaps today, you are someone who wants to join Mary's song. Perhaps you're just so overwhelmed with the joy, your heart is full, you're witnessing that God is doing something and you see God's revolution and you're like, I'm in. Give me a mic to smash through a speaker. I'm here for it. Perhaps you're in a place where you can't muster the strength. You, you don't have the energy. You're not sure you have the hope to sing Mary's song. Your friends, we've been given Mary's song to hold on to. And so might I encourage you to hold on to the words of Mary's song. Hold on to the hope that Mary proclaims. God is up to something. God's mercy reigns. God remembers God's people. 
So as we close and continue in worship this morning, I invite you to think about what song you're singing today. And that's not a judgment question. That's not like, are you singing the right song? That's a, where are you at song, a question. What kind of song are you singing? What kind of words are you putting to your life right now? Are you singing a song that proclaims, like Mary's, who God is and what God's doing, what God will do? Are you singing a song that just cries out to God for the help in midst of pain, brokenness you can't fathom? A song that says, I want to be a part of God's revolution. Maybe it's a song that you can't even find words for. Maybe if you have some paper and a pencil, you want to write down some words to your own song. This is the moment when you're allowed to pull out your phone in church. You could write down on a note some of the words to a song that your heart and mind is singing. I want us to just take a couple minutes and we're just going to reflect on Mary's song and our song in light of Mary's song. What do you want to say? And so you might, you'll see up here on the screen some prompts that might help you. You might be off and running already and you've got your song that you're writing the words to right now. That's wonderful. But maybe these words are helpful to get you started as you write some words to your song. I praise God for, or God please, or I feel. When I think about God's love, I want to. Or maybe you just want to write down, I'm holding on to Mary's song. So I'm just going to stand a moment and write my own words. And I invite you to do the same. pray for us. God of hope, we thank you for your good news that we hear through Mary's song. God, would you help us as we sometimes proclaim those words with Mary and sometimes we just hold them because we can't muster words. God, we thank you for the gift of this song, for the gift of your presence among us. 
for the hope that is future that we see now. As Mary has done, we surrender ourselves to you so that we can be a part of your revolution love song. As we are at this season of uh, almost the end of Advent, we just want to think about those among our congregation who are experiencing brokenness, hopeless situations, some who have physical um, sicknesses that they're dealing with, or surgeries coming up. We just ask that you would continue to move among your people, make your presence known among us. We trust in you, God. We trust in your kingdom ways. And because we do, we pray as you taught us to pray together. Our Father, who is in heaven, holy be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bed and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always join us in person in our sanctuary, 1030 on Sunday mornings, live on our YouTube channel or on our sermon podcast. If you'd like to give, you can do so at trevecca.church give. All of our other resources can be found on our website. However you choose to engage, however you choose to join us, we are grateful for you and you are loved.